<laughs> Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Hello. How art thou? I'm good. How are you, my little Thomasina? Um, I'm good. Thomasina's still loving lockdown. What can I say? I'm a weirdo. <laughs> I'm glad someone is. Yeah, I got a big ass house with a spa and next door to a park. What do I got to complain about? What a life. I know. I don't have a, to you're s- a housewife. I don't have to see people. It's fucking great. <laughs> people are the spend worst. Spend all your time with your Bravo liberties. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Oh, thank God for Bravo. I know, right? Not Roni. Not Roni. Hate of like- Roni. I felt... I liked this episode. I thought, I mean, look, this episode of Roni, I was exhausted by the end of it, Mm -hmm. but it was very reminiscent of the drama that is general previous seasons of Roni, no? Uh, I hated every second of it. It wasn't drama that was fun. Yeah, okay, it wasn't. It was was painful. But I was just, see, I was just laughing at Ramona the whole time. Oh, yeah, me I too. decided to and laugh at her, not to bury my head under the covers. And it's so bad. Like, I'd, I'd seen comments, like, on Twitter and that throughout the day before I watched it being like, oh, my God, Ramona's behaviour is abhorrent. And then, like, halfway through the episode, I was sort of like, I'm kind of on Ramona's side. I, I kind of don't get what everyone's going on about. And then it turned and I was like, oh, God, this again, Ramona. Yeah. You're just so annoying. I'm like, is this <laughs> going to get her fired? It was bad. It was, but she had some points, like Leah on the FaceTime. She was uh, doing my head in as yeah, that, well. Yeah, that, like, that was annoying. But, yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So, get question. It. Let's get over with it because I hate what, it. What? Okay, so the episode's called Hanger Pains. What do they mean by hanger pains? I don't know. I just do they mean hangry pains? Do they mean hangry pains because Ramona was hangry? I don't know. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, hang, hanger pains. Uh, I don't uh, know. It's stupid. Anyway, the episode starts with at Leah's with her dog, Angel, who, in my opinion, is the breakout cast member for the season, hands down. Star of the show. Star. Total star. She's doing her, um, like, practicing, doing her Jewish homework. She's trying to recite the brucha, you know, sort of ahead of Shabbat. She's got this cute little pretty pink mezuzah that she's going to put on the door. I like that bit. I, I like that stuff. But that's pretty much all there was about that. Next scene, Ramona's with her broker friend, Michael Lorber. She's basically oh training to show a house, a $19.2 million house. And the faux client is his, well, his actual client, some dude named Jordan. I don't know. She's trying to talk and do the selling of the house thing. And he's interrupting every time she misses something, right? As a way to kind of back her up. But no. To train her. Exactly. <laughs> like it's a training exercise, but she didn't like it. No. She slaps him on the arm. She and, punched him. And she's just making it all about her saying, you know, I get it. You say what you like, but she's got so much more practice to do if she thinks that's how you do it. I know, and that guy, he totally wanted to snap back and and Monique her ass. Oh, for sure. I'm going to whop you, but then he was holding himself back with that grin. And then at one point she calls the garbage disposal a trash shoot. Oh, no, she calls it, yeah, she calls it. She calls the trash shoot a garbage disposal. Oh, my God. And then she's like dancing around on the floor and he's saying, don't, you shouldn't do that. And she's like, no, I'm fit. I can. And he's like, no, you're going to freaking scratch the floor with your <laughs> heels, you dumb ass. She, she misses everything. I don't know if this is going to last. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, say your goodbyes. I know, right? Um, that was pretty much all that scene, yeah? 
Mm-hmm. And then the next scene is Ebony with a genetic investigator. And oh, all I yeah. thought was, not this shit again. Not this. Like, not this. This cannot be your storyline. Sorry. <sighs> I mean, again, like, her dog was the most interesting thing about that whole scene. I just, I don't, I don't care who your dad is. I I'm know. Sorry. I know. And, okay, so we find out that this, this genetic investigator said she can get back to her with, like, in a week or so with some info. And Ebony's like, does that mean I'm going to know my family by Christmas? And this chick's like, I hope so. And I'm like, hold on a sec. Is she trying to pencil in plans for Christmas with these poor people, whoever ends up being her family, that don't know about her? I'm like, what the fuck, Ebony? People are busy and stressed out at Christmas. They don't need this added shit. Ease into it with like a a New Year brunch. I was going to say, at least give them till after New Year's. I'm like, then now they're going to have to fucking go out last minute and buy you a Christmas present. They don't even know you. No, like, no, yeah, correct. Um, I didn't like that. I was just thinking I would not – if someone said I'm your long-lost, you know, cousin or sister at Christmas, I'd be like, bitch, i got shit to do. Like, can we just <laughs> – can we pick this up again after New Year's? Yeah. Like, <laughs> See you after the holiday. Fuck seriously, off. <laughs> no one needs this shit. So I wasn't happy about that twofold. And then we get to Sonia who oh, is on a date oh. with old man Brad. Now – I don't like a sober conversation with Sonia. I'm sorry. I know. I just don't find it interesting. It was a punish. She would have been better off swapping that virgin Bloody Mary with <sighs> bacon to a real Bloody Mary. And she's what like, was this thing about the fake news re-bacon? She was like, oh, bacon. It's fake news. Because people say it's bacon's bad for, bad for you, yes. <laughs> oh, whatever. It's processed <laughs> meat full of fat. And at their age, you shouldn't be eating it. Particularly, this guy orders one and then turns His around age. and said he's had four fucking surgeries. <laughs> like, come I, on, four I back surgeries. This was the guy that they were they were squealing over. I thought surely there's been a mistake. He was definitely heavier than in the photos. And I'm like, look, <laughs> he did say his office had closed down March 13 and then he had back surgery. I mean, not only is it lockdown, your business is closed, you have to have surgery, of course, and he's probably sitting on that couch eating fucking bacon. Like, no shit, Are you he's saying heavier. it's a reverse? It's a reverse Chica Lydia situation yes. where you look skinnier in real life than you do in the photo. Yes, for those of you who do not watch Real Housewives of Melbourne, two ex Real Housewives of Melbourne, one of them posts a photo that includes the two of them. And when she goes to Photoshop the photo and make herself look skinnier, the poor other bitch looks 10 times heavier <laughs> and she's just gotten caught out on it. Oh I'll post it on our socials, oh. so just go to at effing bravo if you haven't seen it and have a look. It's fucking rude. So something Ramona <laughs> would do. And that's why so the funny. one who did the photoshopping, her name's Lydia, that's why we call her Lydiot because oh, she's a God. fucking idiot. Anyway. That that one photo from an ex-castmate of a show that hasn't been on in six years I know. gave me more joy than Roni this whole year. I know, I know, I know. Anyway, so back at this shit date. Oh. And of course, Sonia's like, oh, did you hurt your back skiing? And he's like, no, no, I've just got a bad spine. <laughs> and then he starts going on about the surgeries and he gets care, in the mate. gory details. And I'm like, that's not sexy. So there's a bad first date. So first of all, he's fatter. Sorry, but he is. And she points it out. So she's obviously not happy about it. Second of all, he goes on about the back surgeries. 
Then he's not working because his office is closed. And then we find out that he's sold his house in France. So four strikes, mate. You're already out. You're out. You're out of here. And then he's like, do you want to go? And she's like, oh, good. You already said you don't want dessert. Like that's her way. Like that is the most so ungentlemanly in my mind. That's what Sonia would say about him not asking her if she wants dessert. He's already, does that mean he's cheap? He doesn't want dessert or he already knows it's a bad date. I think he knows. I mean, and then she's like, we all knew. they leave and they kind of go for a walk, sort of. And he's like, she's like, oh, hopefully I'll see you soon. It's like, you don't want to see him. Why did you say I that? I totally got the impression that they were like, oh, bye. And then they ended up walking the same direction. And, you know, there's always that awkward moment. A hundred percent. Totally. That's exactly what that was. And, I mean, and then he says, I never go uptown. And she goes, I never go downtown. That's five strikes. Worst date ever. Bad match. Bad match. So bad. Um, so, yeah, let's just move on from that shit date. That was horrible. Uh-huh. At least we got to see one, though, and not just her with a fucking matchmaker. This is what I wanted. It. I'd rather see a bad yeah. date than her talking to the matchmaker. Yep, agreed. So they're all basically, we get these little shots of all of them getting ready for Shabbat dinner. Sonia has to ask her assistant what it is. Luann's on the phone with Ramona and mentions that Sonia was calling it the Black Sabbath dinner. I'm like, oh, I, I'm like I would rather have seen that scene. <laughs> Leah's FaceTiming Ebony and says I'm exposed was exposed to COVID, so I've got to quarantine. I can't go to the dinner, but can I zoom in? I'm like, oh. no, thank you. Couldn't we at least get Bashan if Leah I can't know. be there? Because remember it was meant to be a numbers thing anyway, uh-huh, right? Exactly. They were like, oh Bashan, you can't come. There's not enough numbers. Well, someone just dropped out. Maybe like, the production asked her and she's like, no, thanks. I don't know. I thought Bashan wanted to go. I think she I would because she was, she's a friend of. She hurt. only gets paid for the scenes that she's in. So why she wouldn't she? Gone. She would have gone. I agree. Fun. So anyway, they're all getting in the limo to oh, go. another fucking bus. Yeah. Another bus. Was it a oh, bus? Oh, I'm over the buses. And Ramona brings wine and all I thought was, geez, I hope it's kosher. Oh, yeah. And then I noticed that Sonia was in her confessional in this little house on the prairie lace ruffly top. <laughs> it was not pretty. I didn't like it. 70 minutes later, it's 6.06 p.m. and they're... Felt like 70 minutes. I know. And they arrive at the house. Now, I want to ask a question. Why is Mm -hmm. it that they're all wearing masks as soon as they get out of the car and they're out of doors, but inside the vehicle they can take their masks off? I don't get that. I don't know. They're still it's the so driver. I know. I reckon they were all smashed at that point. 70 minutes on a bus with cheese and crackers. I reckon mm-hmm. they were drunk. Um, anyway, they grab booze from the bus to take it inside. And Luann, I don't know if she just knew it was bo- the bus scene was boring. She starts pegging snow at them all like it's supposed to be a fucking snow fight. It, there wasn't I enough... appreciated the effort to try and liven up the episode. I, I did. Like, Lou, I didn't expect it, but thank you for yeah, trying. Yeah, I kind of agree, actually. I didn't know what was going on, but I was laughing, going, yeah, ruin their hair. Do it, do it. I know. I was waiting for Ramona to be like, who are you to get me wet? But she didn't, she didn't. Exactly. And I was like, oh, God damn it. I know. Here we go again. Luann was trying to make something happen, but it didn't really work. But she tried. Maybe and blessed for trying. And they walk in and they meet Ebony's friend, Archie, and Sonia tells her that they grabbed booze from the bus. And then she just <laughs> grabs it, grabs a bottle of Archie that Ramona gave her and just like walks towards the kitchen like she's been there before. Oh, yeah, they came in hot. They did. 
And Sonia then tells Archie that she knows a little bit about um, Shabbat because her best friend Michael Lauber is Jewish. And I'm like, you mean Ramona's realtor? Like, oh, is that who that yeah, is? Yeah, that's who she was referring to, my best friend. I'm like, okay, why don't you just say my friend? Because apparently you got a lot of best friends, but that's cool, whatever. And then Ramona comments on the table. She calls it eclectic and unusual. And Archie's obviously understood that to mean that she hates it. And, and, she- and Ramona's correct. Those are the ugliest table settings I've ever seen. Yeah, okay, fine. And then she and the whole up- house is ugly. And I was like, why are we in Jersey? Why are we here in this ugly house? With, as I think you're about to say, the gigantic napkins. I know, the, the gigantic f- homemade napkins that oh. Ramona puts on herself like it's a halter top, like it's 1990 <laughs> back in the OC <laughs> when everyone wore a halter top. Oh, good times. And then Archie calls her out and says, why don't you just say that you don't like them? She's like, no, no, they're very interesting and they don't match. She does a classic Ramona and says, you beat to your own drummer. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, she's no Bugsy with the tablescapes. Let's just say that. No, she's not Bugsy with the tablescapes. And they sit down to dinner and this is when this shit show really starts Ramona's basically being a bitch to Leah. And, look, I was annoyed. Leah kept interrupting them on the phone, you know? so annoying. Like, of course you're going to have a bad connection. Of course you're not going to be able to see everything. You're, you're FaceTiming in. Like, I know. Like, you, let's no not fucking make, shit, Leah. Why do we need to make it all about whether Leah can see or not? She's like, oh, all I can see is the candles. Well, who, who really cares? No one cares Leah. for you, sweets. You're ruining – you're already ruining dinner and Ramona's getting hangry. They take a and shot. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go. I was just going to say, because when you know Ramona's half deaf, so when there's noises, yes. she, it, it, it's unsettling. And when you've got that feedbacky electronic Zoom noise in your background, yes. like yeah, it's annoying. I agree. I was like, Leah shouldn't. What? Just no. You're not phoning in. Sorry. And Ebony was pandering to her, being like, "Oh, what's that baby? What's that baby?" I and know. She's like moving her around the well, house because she didn't like, want to talk to anyone else. Oh yeah. There's but then that. I'm like, you've but- got three friends there. Why don't you pay attention to them who've never been <laughs> there either, instead of Leah. The cast just isn't gelling, is no, it? No, no, it's not. And then Ebony explains what Shabbat is. None of the ladies care. It's time for the brucha. And Leah tells Ebony, no, don't forget, don't blow the candles out when you've finished. And then Ramona shades her and says, she's more of a pro than you are. She's been to Israel. I thought that was fun. I thought that was funny. <laughs> and then we find out that Ramona was engaged to a Jewish guy. And she took the same lessons that Leah did, the same conversion lessons, but he didn't say thank you, so she dumped him. I'm like, what the hell? That I was laughing my ass off at that. Um, No, I I would probably um, do the same if I went through a lot of trouble and wasn't getting appreciated. Yeah, fair enough. For the trouble. I'd be like, yeah, this this maybe isn't someone I want to marry. If this is the signs of what's to come, no thanks. Yeah, fair call. But also, I wouldn't be surprised if that guy was like, I'm not into you. Or and then I didn't ask in. you. Or I don't know, whatever. <laughs> or I'm just your mailman. Why are you trying to convert for me? <laughs> oh, my God, that's funny. And then, anyway, so Leah starts the brook and she does the thing where you bring, like, the light to your face and then all the ladies think that that's their cue to copy. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Archie <laughs>, laughs and has her hands over her eyes to, like, because she's cacking herself, which was hilarious. I thought that was funny. You know what? I don't, I don't mind Archie. Yeah, I don't I mind her either. I would like to see more of her. I'm happy to see, but I think she's too normal for this crowd. 
Well, not judging by her decor. Oh, yeah, that's true. And then they all, like, go on about how beautiful it was and Sonia cries. I don't get that, why Sonia's crying. <laughs> and then Luann goes, boom, you can sing. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Coming from you, Lou. <laughs> like, how do these pe- these, these people not know how to just give a solemn, somber compliment? Like, that was great. Thanks, love. Yeah, I know. Like, what's know. with the tears and, like, I'm... They've just, all got to be moved emotionally by everything. Po- like, take a Xanax, calm down. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, so Archie says thank you to Ebony for coming. She starts talking about, you know, how there's so much hatred and anti-Semitism in the world. And then Ramona jumps in and says, I go there all the time. In the Hamptons, and I'm assuming she means she go, she attends Shabbat dinner in the Hamptons because apparently all her friends are Jewish. And I'm like, if it's mm-hmm. fucking 70 minutes away to Jersey, why didn't we just go to the Hamptons? I don't know. I was happy in the Hamptons. Um, yeah, <laughs> for some reason, I just did not feel settled being in Jersey. It's like when we're watching Jersey and we're in Jersey, I'm settled. I know. It's not a shock to me. But as soon as they pulled up in Jersey, I was like, wait, what the fuck? I had a whiplash. <laughs> it's true. And I was like, can you warn a bitch before before pu- putting me in Jersey? I like, know. I don't know. It's true. I agree. Look, as soon as they walked in and Sonia stormed into the house past Archie through the kitchen, I was like, this – this is not good. No one's no one's happy to be there. How about that? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And then Archie says that she's worried about the relationship between the black community and the Jewish community. And then Ramona chimes in and oh. says the words, but blacks and Jews have a lot in common too. And I was actually enjoying it because I'm like, this is going to be a car crash and I cannot look away. And Sonia tries to tell her, look, we're not talking about you. And Ramona's like, but it's about everybody getting along. Sorry, it's about everybody. And people, it's like kind of started talking over her, which pisses her off because then Ebony starts talking and Ramona rolls her eyes and tells her we all want what's right in the world and Ebony says it's different because she's paid the price and Ramona says we've all paid the price in different ways. I'm sorry, I was laughing. And then she tells the story about when she went to college. And I'm like, first of all, if you're going to start talking about how you were hard done by and marginalised, maybe the conversation is going to get lost on the room when you start the sentence with, I went to college. Not everyone oh, gets that privilege. Exactly. So. <laughs> and also it was probably back in like 1953. So you need to get over it. I know. She says, when I went to college, the Jewish people hated her. And Leah screams at Ramona, are you fucking kidding me? It's okay that we're not talking about white people right now. And then Leah in confessional, I oh, loved so it. Funny. She's like, it's not about you right now, Ramona. Jewish people hated you in college. And then she says, oh, my God, I loved it. I'm sure everybody hated you in college. I'm like, yeah, So funny and so true. Exactly. And then she keeps digging up and she says, oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry. When she came to New York, the Jewish people shunned her because she was a Christian and she was discriminated. And then Archie says, we'll talk about that in a minute. But she meant it sincerely, I thought, which was ridiculous. I, think, I know. I think Archie was just really trying to be a, a, 
peacekeeper. Yeah, okay. And I loved when Archie was like, I can go apologize to the Jews. Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, I'll apologize to the Jews. What? I actually really like Archie. She's she funny. says that just after Ramona's like, I'm so upset that no one wants to listen to me. And well, it's she's, not about you, bitch. But do you find it funny that Ramona is upset crying, storms off the table because people don't want to listen to her for two minutes. And I'm <laughs> like, does she not get the irony that the, this dinner is about those people who are not listened to and Ramona can't handle not being listened to for two minutes? Like, she, she's a horrible person. <laughs> like she could almost have gotten the point. But she didn't. Like, if someone has said that to Ramona, Ramona, do you realize that you're upset that someone's not listening to you for two minutes when there are people in this room from two other societal groups, i.e., black people and Jewish people, who are constantly not being listened to? Like, does she mm-hmm. not get that? No, she doesn't. Okay, and that's she when- can't. She she can't. I don't think she's got empathy. I don't think no. she can think outside of her own personal experiences. She has no perception like, either. Like, no, no. And that's even when, even when she does, like say when Leah's mom, uh, grandma dies or something, mm. it's it's Ramona saying, "Oh my god, that's so upsetting. That really upsets me. Oh, I've got shivers." Like it's about her reaction to the death. It's, and, she, yeah. she's not ever sympathising on a real level with people. It's, it's all about her. It's so I can't look away from it. I can't look away from her behaviour because I'm like shocked and going, what am I missing? And that's why I was just trying to just laugh. I was laughing to that point at her. This Now I'm not laughing at her anymore. And that's when Archie says, I can go apologise for the Jews. I'm like, no. But anyway, she storms back in and says, I had to pee. What, I can't go pee? Pee, 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 pee. And then this is when I'm laughing at her for just two seconds when she says, I cried at night and wished I was born Jewish. And I'm like. That never happened. No, it never happened. And I'm like, she has seriously lost it. Whatever sense that she may have possessed to this point got lost on the fucking George Washington Bridge on the way to Jersey. Sorry. Yeah. And then Sonia kind of adds a cringy when she says, can we please listen? I don't even want to say it, but she says, can we please listen to the blacks and the Jews? And Ebony's friends are laughing. No, those those poor friends. They're probably sitting there going, what fucking (laughs) three-dimensional plane have we arrived in? Exactly. I'm like, and the thing is, no one has yet been able to eat because they haven't finished. Like, they haven't finished. Because Ramona and Sonia need to shut the fuck up. And then Ebony's like, it's horrifying. And that's when Ramona says, can we please have some food? Can we get the first course because I'm hungry? Mm. What the fuck? Like, these I love women the flashback to her to- eating in the car. <laughs> These women are supposed to be Upper East Side women who are supposed to have manners and no table etiquette, right? They all know which she fucking wasn't fork really to hungry. use. No, I suppose. She just wanted to leave the conversation. Right, okay. And Ramona goes into the kitchen foraging for food. She's going on and on to the chefs that um, she – oh, no, first before she does, she goes, so I've I've lost three pounds after Thanksgiving and I haven't eaten all day. Yeah, and that's when we get the flashy of her stuffing her face on the bus. And in the kitchen, she's going on to the staff. Like, she's lost the plot. She's going, do we have chicken or protein? And they offer her a snack. And she goes, no, I don't want that. That's fattening. And Leah says in confessional, Ramona has the IQ over walnut. 
<laughs> like she's so it's so true. She's so rude. This was the shit show of all shit shows. I mean, not a shit show because for us it was kind of a great episode, but it was exhausting. I felt exhausted. I mean, because it's just we're back here like next episode. How many episode. ways can she fuck up? We're back here next oh, that, that, episode. This that is that to be continued. I got me so angry because I was like, no, to, because they haven't even it. eaten yet. Like this, literally, they were supposed to do the brucha, do the blessing of the wine, and then eat. That's it. This should have taken ten minutes. Anyway, Archie <sighs> wants to do the blessing of the wine, and then Sonia's like, "I want to do the, bl- I want to do a blessing of tequila." This is nuts. Oh, I know Sonia was losing it. That yeah, was so Sonia apparently get she must get maggot drunk or something because we find out later that Sonia peed on Archie's driveway. <laughs> And then Ramona and Luann are apparently talking next episode. Ramona's crying about Sonia going nuts. I'm like, we just saw Ramona go nuts. And apparently Sonia goes off worse afterwards. So next episode is going to be a continuation of the shit show that is Shabbat dinner. Who knew not, a dinner could be two it. episodes? I'm sorry. Look, yeah. don't get me wrong. Ramona was fucked up in a lot of it. But before she fucked up and, and like, even when she was in the kitchen asking for food, I was just laughing hysterically. Like, this is insane yeah. behaviour. She needs yeah. to get her medication adjusted. She just needs to get her head out of her ass. Cause, uh, because, like, she needs she, a I know muzzle. she's sick of learning. She hates learning. <laughs> But, like, she's being religiously insensitive. Like, she's, she's being offensive. She's being <laughs> offensive to everybody. I don't know anyone watching this would not be offended by her. She's insane. <sighs> I would never in my right mind ever want to go anywhere with this woman. But she's fucking hilarious. Like, it is, I'm watching her implode. Like, this her, This is why oh, Ebony's friends were sitting there laughing because it's like you couldn't make this shit up. You just hate it. I don't. I, it just wasn't enjoyable, though. Yeah, it was painful. Like it was. Painful. It wasn't the enjoyable level of drama for me. No, it was painful. You're right. You're right. I just I couldn't. I don't. She's I don't, nuts. Maybe maybe if we had like a Bethany figure there to like sort of call Ramona out in the moment and like with with a fun barb like that yeah. could have been good. Yeah, I know. But like even because Leah's on a phone, what can she do? So I it's sort know. of like oh God, even if we had Bashan there. Honestly, you would something. want to pick her up, put her in another room, and tie her to a chair and muzzle her. Or actually, okay, maybe not because that's physical violence. I guess I don't know why this lovely woman Archie didn't ask her to leave. I can't even believe Luann just sat there and didn't say anything. I would have just said, seriously, Ramona, go and wait in the effing car. You're done. I think with Luann, it's sort of like she's letting Ramona dig her own grave Uh, uh, and Luann's reaping the benefit. I reckon. I don't know. The only thing I really liked about this episode were the oy vey face masks. Did you notice them? No, I didn't. That the waiters were wearing? No, I didn't. That was cute. Oh, cute. That was my highlight of the episode. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, okay. I hated it. I absolutely Should hated we it. just move on to Beverly Hills where where Please. there is joy? Please. All right. So Beverly Hills. Oh, so much joy. Episode 12, Circle of Distrust. We're still in La Quinta. Who would have known how much we'd love La Quinta? Not that they've done anything, but I just talking about Erica. They actually haven't done any activities except for the faux croquet. 
This is it. They're just sitting All in the house eating. All we need is them talking about Erica. Talking about Erica. That's right. So, okay, we're in La Quinta. We're back from last episode where after Erica lost her shit because Garcelle asked her about the Tom calling her. We, we know Erica's pissed because it puts her narrative of Tom being an asshole up shit because, you know, it yeah. basically makes it that Tom's not this asshole, that he's this dotty, senile, confused old man who's asking where his wife is, and that's what pisses Erica off. But I have a question. Do you think that Tom mm-hmm. is leaving these voicemails because that's that's what is the case, that he is this old man with Alzheimer's, or do you think he's doing that because then it's on record and he's actually making that all up, like for his court case? I'd probably lean to him being a bit more calculated than yeah, I'm like, is he, he pretend- wants us to believe. Is, is he pretending to be this dotty, confused old man? Then his lawyers have recordings to go see. He really does have Alzheimer's. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay, cool. Anywho, Kyle kind of agrees because in confessional she's like, why is it a big deal if Tom calls Erica? And it's like, obviously we know why. Oh, well, notice Kyle will talk in confessional, but in, in the group setting she, she says nothing. just mum. Yeah, she, she says nothing. She not No, it's true. And like, I know the confessionals are filmed later when more shit came out. Yes. But it's just, it's interesting to it me is interesting. how she can be a bit too, two-faced. Yeah, oh yeah. Also, and, Erica and did Rina. not have a single confessional. This episode. No, she did. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did. I did. And also, when she comes out of the bathroom and she's still sobbing, there was no <laughs> running mascara. Um, no, she invested in a, in a waterproof and mascara. And I'm like, um, well, obviously she had fake lashes on. So, and they wouldn't be like cheap ass strip lashes like mine that come off when you cry. They'd be the ones that she goes and gets refilled every couple of weeks. So, was it just that she the mascara was gone and she'd fixed up her face by now? And I'm like, there was no time. She wasn't planning on having an emotional breakdown that day. That wasn't in her run sheet, but know. it happened. I don't know. I just everyone's saying that she purposely had mascara on that would run before. That's all I'm saying. I think she did. Yeah, I exactly. Think she did. To me, I'm like the worst part of it is they don't end up eating the tacos. Kathy has to take the tacos away. I'm like, bring back Ugh. the fucking tacos. I know. Anyway, and then Erica's crying, Crystal's crying, Garcelle wants to leave because Rina turns around to Erica <sighs> and says, I'm sorry that happened, it's fucked up. Does she yep. mean the fight with producers or does she mean Garcelle? She means Garcelle. That's and rude. just so fucking unself-aware. Like, hello, I Munchausen. I know. <laughs> it's true. Like, where does she get off? I know. And she does it all throughout the episode. She's been so snarky with Garcelle. I know. She keeps wanting Garcelle to own it. And it's like, why don't you own it? Why don't you own everything over the past eight years or however long you've been asking people about Coke in bathrooms? I know. And Munchausen and Denise Richards' vagina. I mean, like, everyone's, step everyone on socials going off on Rinna because she's not poking the bear that she normally does. And um, watch what happens live. She says, well, why do I have to do it? I'm not the only cast member. It's like, well, why don't you just admit it? This woman is my actual friend. Someone else can go after her, not me. Just say that. That's actually owning it. Yeah, well, you can be her friend, but also don't 
then flip it and like be angry at Garcelle for asking questions. I when know. Garcelle didn't hear Erica tell her not to say anything. I know. And Crystal then, makes that clear. Like, hello. When Erica leaves, Kyle, Rinna and Dorit follow her and then you've yeah. got Garcelle, Sutton and Crystal just still in the house and then Garcelle makes a comment basically saying that there's a group within a group and that the yeah. group's divided and I'm like, look, to me, I don't think that's the issue because – if I was in that situation with a group of women and four of them were really close friends and I was a, a newer friend, I wouldn't be the one to follow her outside if she was upset. So I don't think that that's weird that, that they did that. I don't think it's a divided group within a group. But I, but I do agree that, that Rina needs to back the fuck off Garcelle. She, she does. Yeah. I just think it's weird, though, that when Garcelle went to leave, only Cathy got up. Yeah, I know. I know. So that, like, that is weird. I don't know what... I don't know about that. And what I don't get is Rinna says something about Garcelle's got to stop asking her all these questions. It's like that is all of your jobs. She says something like it's not our job to ask her questions. That's what she says about Erica. It's not our job to ask Erica questions. And it's like actually, bitch, it is your job, literally (laughs) your job. I know. Fucking Rina. I know. Uh, And all her leopard print. Like, who told her that was a good look? I know. I know. She's always been a leopard print person. And some people are. She's like a leopard print sleeping bag. Some people are full on leopard print people. And they'll they'll get the leopard print version of the item if they can. So I've learned to let that go. I have women in my life who who are like every second outfit (laughs) I see them in, they're always in something leopard print. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) I personally think you shouldn't have more than three items of leopard print in your wardrobe. But that's me. That's me. No more than three. That's it. Rina then asks Garcelle why she asked Erica the question in the moment. And Garcelle's like, I thought she was sharing. She's shared so much. And then Dorit asks if we're sure that is what she's so upset about. And I agree. That's where the conversation should have gone. Like not not fucking piling on Garcelle, but going, Erica overreacted. Yeah. What else is going on? That is the correct question to ask, in my opinion. Yeah. And then we find yeah. out in five minutes it's exactly correct. That's when Rina says it's not our job to ask her questions. <laughs> and we do get all the flashes of Garcelle pretty much being the only one asking Erica questions. But, again, thank you, Garcelle. Someone needs to do it. It's normally Rina. Thank God you're exactly. there. Exactly. And I love that Sutton is becoming the little legal eagle. Oh, and loving it. <laughs> loving oh, I, it. I want her oh, to have a no, podcast. Oh, no, I forgot to it. play. I, I wanted to play a little um, clip of, of Sutton at the top of the talking now. about Beverly Hills. All right, I'll play it now. Hold on. Let me find her. We're wealthy women. We have LLCs. Your attorney watches you sign your LLC. If the devil himself puts money in your LLC, you are responsible for it. Oh, my God. I love that. I'm really into legal, legal Sutton because that's kind of my thing, too. I really want to know all that stuff. We all want to know all that stuff, right? I was cheering at her throughout this episode. Like, she's the only one that did her homework. Exactly. Get that diamond, sis. And and potentially from her own divorce is where Sutton has gotten a lot of this from. But she says, we're wealthy women. We all have businesses. We all have (laughs) LLCs. Like, we know. And then they talk about the involuntary bankruptcy petition um, by Tom Credit as the article. And then Dorit, yeah, go Dorit. She's pretty much on the money when she explains that in the divorce, Erica would be entitled to 50%. But if everything has to go into the bankruptcy, 
Erica, Erica won't get a dime. And I find it funny that Kyle and Rinna kind of look surprised. It's like, how do you not know this when you all have businesses? You all have partners and, you, you know, that are, well, you're all wealthy because they're your husbands. How do you not know what you are entitled to and then potentially when you're not? I'm just. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's. Maybe they do know, but it's like, oh, you know, there's cameras on us. We may as well serve an I eye reaction. I don't think Kyle you know? knows shit. And look, I must admit, Kyle <laughs> has raised a gajillion kids. So I kind of give her a pass if she's not on, well, sorry for the pun, but she's not on the money on all of this stuff. Like, seriously, how many kids do they have between, like, a million kids? Bitch was busy. But Rina, I'm like, how do you not know all this? I don't get it. Yeah, I, I, I just don't think Rina wants to talk about it. Yes, and I'm guessing Kathy doesn't want to talk about it either because she's been reading the dinner menu this whole time for some place called oh Ruth's God. Chris. Chris, Ruth's Chris. <clears throat> I think it might be a chain or something because then she starts going on about what they can have for dinner. They can have sweet potato casserole, lobster mac and cheese, <laughs> baked fish, spinach, and then Sutton's allergic to fish, but Kathy doesn't care. She keeps going on. Seed ahi tuna, barbecue shrimp, crab cakes. And all the women are cacking themselves over Kathy. And I'm like, is that because none of them are into food? I don't no, get why I, they're all Kathy's laughing. Lightening the mood. Oh, okay. I loved it. I loved when she sneezed in Dorit's face as well. I loved when she sneezed, but what I don't get is why they were all freaking out like they'd never heard a person sneeze anymore uh, before and were like, you scared us. I'm like... Okay, fine. I, that, that's fine. I've been scared by a rando sneeze. That's, that's fine. these women. Yeah. <laughs> and I love how when they're all getting dressed for dinner and um, Kathy turns around to Sutton and says that her necklace is a little daytime and as Sutton is taking the necklace off, she's like, she's so bossy under her breath. I was picturing like when Lisa Rinna had the broken glass to Kim saying, don't talk about Harry Hamlin. Like that's how pissed off Sutton looked as she was taking the necklace off. I loved that. Why did she take it off? Because she knows that fucking Kathy was right. (laughs) Oh, that was too funny. And then they're all pretty much coming down after getting ready for dinner. Rinna's, like, upset that she has to make her own drink because Crystal isn't there yet. And I'm like, I've fucking been there, bitch, when the one person who makes the best drinks isn't there and you're like, now I'm stuck making shit drinks for everyone. I've been that person. Oh, sad. And then Dorit walks out. What the fuck is she wearing? She's wearing a Gucci bodysuit. And even Kathy's like, you wait she's wasting this outfit just to hang out with us girls. It's like, I get you're on TV, but you're staying inside someone's house. Sure, wouldn't you just have trackies on at this I'm, point? You're not a lip sync assassin on drag race. I'm, you don't ex- need the bodysuit. Exactly. Uh-huh. And it's like it's like the only person who knows how to dress appropriately is the one person in the room that could buy and sell you bitches in five minutes. Kathy Hilton is like the most normal out of all of them. She's on holiday. She's like, seriously, though, she's the most normal person in that room. Yeah. Crazy. Kyle can't catch ice from the fridge ice machine. I was laughing at that, actually, like at her Kyle slapstick comedy. Like, this is your house. This is your fridge. And (laughs) you can't catch one piece of ice from the ice machine. She's useless. 
I'm sorry, that was funny. I was cacking myself. Like, they showed a good few seconds of it and not one piece of ice got in that ice bucket. That made me laugh. <laughs> oh, my God. That was good. And then Rina asks Sutton if her bracelet is real. We find out it's vintage Cartier. And then she's like, you're so effing rich. I think Rina is jealous if other people have more money than her. Do you think? Yeah, I could get that vibe. Yeah, like yourself. I forget that you're so effing rich. It's like, who says that to their friend? I don't know. I just found that really, like, off. It's like, leave. I just, I don't know. I didn't like it. And that's when Kathy sneezes. I just hated Lisa this whole episode, Yeah, me too, me too. And that's when Kathy sneezes and they all freak out. And I'm like, they all need to take a Xanax and calm down at this point. (laughs) Like, seriously, Rina needs to break out her little fucking Ziploc bag full of drugs and just give give everyone some because they wanted to just chill out. Um, mm-hmm. They talk about Erica and they talk about Erica and Kyle says to Garcelle that Erica won't be a bitch next time she sees you. She's just not going to trust you. I'm like, leave Garcelle alone. And that's Honestly, when Rina says, is there anything? She didn't get told. Get fucked. I know. And that's when Rina says, is there anything that you can own in it? And in confessional, Rina says, Garcelle throws little darts and she needs to check herself. Are you fucking kidding? Garcelle needs to check yeah. herself. Maybe you need to check yourself, Rina. Look, I normally love Rina in past seasons, but I am not enjoying Rina this season at all. Sorry. Me neither. Not enjoying her. Not enjoying her being a hypocrite, and I'm not enjoying all her fucking bucket hats. The bucket hats have to go. I hate oh. them. Hate them. Oh. I mean, look, we do get flashes of Garcelle asking all the questions we want answers to, but that's why we're loving her. Sorry. And that's why we loved Rina before. So Rina needs to own that. It's making conversation on a TV show. It's her job. Yes. Like, calm down. And that's what I mean. Like, Rina was that person in previous seasons. And she would say, like, this is our job. Someone's got to do it. And it's like, well, then why? No, but, like, Rina was even doing it for shit that wasn't on camera or, like, in the press. Like, exactly. coaching the bathroom with Therese. But this is, like, a real big issue that... I know. But all of Bravo Land This is little Fox about. Force 5 thing has to be disbanded because it's not it's not working on the TV. You can be friends in real life, but if you're too close to be able to do this on TV, then get off my TV. Like if, if the LA Times is writing about it and not just like Radar Online, then exactly. I think Garcelle's allowed to talk about it. Exactly. And Crystal has to keep defending Garcelle. How many times does Crystal have to say she didn't hear? Leave her alone. Oh, well... So annoyed. Actually, as they're walking to the table, I did like how I think it was Garcelle asked Sutton about her dress and she really liked it. She goes, is it couture? And Sutton looked so bummed when she had to admit that it was only ready to wear. And I'm like, rich lady problems. I loved it. That was funny. And then Kathy goes on about how cold it is and asks if we forgot to pay the the heating bill. I love that. <laughs> that was funny. funny. That was good. And then she's like, I feel like we're missing someone. And they're like, ah, uh, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently she's like, no, 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 someone else. And Sutton at the other end of the table, like maybe me, like I'm, I'm here down at the other end. And she's like, oh, that must be it. It's like, ah, uh, no, we all know that you met Erica and you forgot. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> And then Rina fucking chimes in with her dumb let's play a game. It's like, can you just eat first? I want to see you actually eat first. Because they end up playing games, they end up fighting, and no one ends up eating, and then Kathy has to take the tacos away. I'm not happy about it. (laughs) you got to let the tacos go, Mariana. (laughs) 
And then they didn't end up playing a game. Yeah, talking, I wouldn't call it a game at all. No, they end up talking about um, Kathy says that to Sutton something about she thought that someone had an issue with her saying I don't see colour and she says she was friends with Michael Jackson and he said that to her and I think that that's just maybe a generational thing. I don't know. Um, well, I think with, with Kathy, she actually doesn't see colour. Like, do you remember when she thought oh, Garcelle was Kyle? Well, because like, she, she, I don't she, think she can. doesn't believe in wearing glasses or contact lenses, so she can't <laughs> so see shit. She, phys- she physically can't see anything. No, that's right. That's right. And then Garcelle says, if you don't see my colour, then you don't see me. Garcelle sharing about her experience as a black woman in this yeah. context. Jareet's being retarded. I don't even want to do oh. it. We just did it with Ramona. I'm not doing it. But one of the things that really made me I actually cried is where in Garcelle in confessional says she worries about her eldest son and she says the world the doesn't, world doesn't see, value black men the world doesn't see the vel- the value in a black man and my yeah, stomach just flipped I and then I was actually crying and I guess I was crying because she's right so sad and the and thing is those other all, women haven't had that experience and that's no. what Garcelle's trying to say and the the conversation has moved on and I think like back in the day maybe it used to be like progressive to say you don't see colour but like that's, yeah. the conversation's moved on and you've got to move on with it. Exactly. And I think with with Kathy, like we all love Kathy, so we sort of give her a pass on things. But yeah. like, yeah, I think she needs to sort of. But I think get she was. Li- I think she was listening, and I think she was listening to that because she even did chime in and say, "Well, this is then the conversation we need to have." So she I- was. Dorit wasn't. Dorit really annoyed me saying that she's got dark skinned like assistants, and it's like, well, she that's has not, staff. That's- like staff, and then and then her her, her oh, mum says she says multicultural black. staff. And, and you can tell she doesn't figure it out because when Garcelle asks her in confessional, Doreen's mm. like, oh, you've been to my house. Of course you've seen that I've had white stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that wasn't the point of what no, Garcelle was saying, Doreen. No. You missed it completely. And then she's like, my mother's my best friend is black. And then Garcelle just lets <sighs> it go. I mean. Because what else? It's so cringe. It's And, again, we just did it with Ramona. So I just. I but just, I expected of Ramona. But with Doreen, it annoyed me even more because I yeah. was like, you're younger you're yeah. like you have the internet like I don't think Ramona knows how to use Google but no. like Dorit you should have done the work and read up about this because like we were we were all talking about it last year like a yeah. lot of people have been talking about it for a long time but last year in particular I know. With George Floyd, we were we were protesting and I think there's no excuse yeah. For you, a young, rich, white woman to be talking like that right now on TV of all places. Sometimes Dorit really plays into this, I'm in my own little bubble a bit too much. It's like, bitch, you didn't grow up rich. Fuck off with your little white, rich person bubble. You you weren't born uh-huh. there. So can you not yeah, take the other experiences you have been exposed to in life and incorporate them into your personality and into who you are? That exactly. that I find really obnoxious. It's that whole thing mm-hmm. with Erica when she's like, I don't know how to do banking. It's like you worked at fucking Hooters or whatever fucking place you worked at. I don't remember. She she knew how to bank. She's oh, just saying that to, to seem like, and, oh, I, I'm not a money girl. I don't know about the money. And, it's like, it, fuck off, you do. I agree. Sorry, just Dorit pissed me off and – I could do without Dorit. I'm kind of over her outfits as well. Like maybe it's because of the COVID and, you know, so many people 
losing their jobs, not knowing how they're going to pay their bills, and then you've got Dorit head to toe in a fucking Gucci cat suit. It's like no one says you can't wear your Gucci, but maybe not on display so much. I just – look, I'm being a pain. I know I'm being a pain. This is why we watch Housewives. I've just – I'm not enjoying it from Dorit this season and potentially also now that I think about it because I don't think it's Dorit dressing in Dorit's style. I think it's Dorit working really hard with a stylist to be the fashion queen. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a natural Dorit thing. It's not like she just naturally bought it and put it on. It's like how can I look balls and look the best on camera? And, and yeah, it's like when she does it in Italy, like we enjoy it. But yes. when she does it – in La Quinta? Know, you're in La Quinta <laughs> Babe, with the girls. You're ordering food in at Kyle's house. And we're getting like, so on. much pleasure out of Kathy and Dorit to me is just the opposite of it and it's just not giving me anything this season. I'm sorry. It's and just not. I'm so sick of her baby voice when she talks oh. to her kids and even to the other ladies. She's like, oh, hi, baby. And I I'm know. Like, oh. I know. Fuck off with your munchkin voice. Yes. And then she's got the shits that she's got to put her own plate in the dishwasher because they're on holidays <sighs> and, like, should they chip in for a housekeeper? And, again, you weren't born rich. You've washed a plate before. It's one fucking plate. If fucking Kathy can do it, you can do it too. I'm done. I'm done with Dorit. All you had to do was fucking rinse it and put it in. She didn't ask you to wash it. I like, know. It's so like, rude. If, it was me, if I was Kyle, I probably would have been like, oh, I'll do the dishes later if I've cooked, you know, I've had people over. But, like, this is a cast trip in a house. It's not I know. really a cast trip. So it's, it's like, you know, just rinse the fucking And if you're dish. really close friends, wouldn't you just do that anyway? Wouldn't you just naturally do that? And it's like, Dorit, you know there's no maid. Yeah. Who do you think's going to do it then? I know. Rude, ah. rude. And then we get a little light r- comic relief when Rina shows everyone the photo of Harry Hamlin with acrylic nails. But they scream and carry well, on a little I bit didn't too get much. What was so funny? I th- it was like big warp. I've seen guys with acrylics before. It didn't. It didn't shock me. I, I mean, was like, it's twenty twenty one, girls. Like he's got long nails. Who gives a fuck? Well, I did think it was weird when Rina said he only has it on one hand because he doesn't like to use a guitar pick. So he's literally got one hand with acrylics and one not. I'm like, dude, just just get both. <laughs> but again, do what you want. I don't care. He's in isolation. He's picked up a new hobby. Like, let yeah. him live. And who cares? I don't care. And again, I think it's way more attractive than the next morning with Rinna in a bucket hat again. Enough with the fucking oh, bucket hats. That ugly bucket hat. I know. I know. Anyway, so the next morning, a scandalo happens. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Escandalo. I love that. I don't know where I got that from. I'm sure it's some TV show. The LA Times article comes out, and this is the first time that the women are hearing about Tom ripping off orphans and widows for millions and millions of dollars. Thank God they've finally caught up. I know. And it's also the first time that they hear that Girardi Keys had diverted more than $20 million into Erica's companies. That also that Tom says he's broke now. The ladies are just sort of reading the article on their phone, but it's a long article and they haven't gone oh, through oh it all. Oh god! Oh, it's a long article. How can those girls cope? Oh, because so oh, they want to start talking about it, but it's they're like you know. And Sutton's comes in and she's read the whole article. They use the Thank word god. Ponzi scheme. Kyle's acting again like she doesn't know what's going on. She's like, "Is someone going to jail?" And Sutton's like, "Yeah, if he's found guilty, he's going to jail." It screams made off. She says, "Yes, it? yeah, yeah, yeah." She said it screams made off, and then Rina asks if. Ruth obviously 
that Bernie Madoff's wife went to jail, was she indicted? And they're like, no. And I'm like, no, Ruth got to keep two and a half million dollars. She was fine. Did she? I mean, look, she. I mean, I say she was fine, but on the one-year anniversary of of Bernie's arrest, one of their sons commits suicide, and then another, uh-huh. and then their other son died of cancer. Still got to keep two and a half million dollars. The, the thing will, for me mm, with this scene, yeah. was like I was like, oh, Rina, you you're giving Garcelle shit for asking a question, but I you're know. happy to sit there and read an article out loud. She's happy to ask. Read it out loud. She's happy to talk about it behind Erica's back. Yeah. But she doesn't want to – she doesn't want to poke the bear. She knows Erica's falling apart. And I think she would be quite happy for all of them to discuss it between themselves. But she doesn't – And look, at the end of the day, she doesn't want someone to make her friend cry. Respectable. But it's just mm. because it's Rinna, it's hypocritical. That's all. Yeah, that's and the thing. I'm You're right. I'm fine – if Rinna owned it and said, she's my good friend, someone else can pick at her and throw her under the bus. But then again, why is she slamming Garcelle for doing that? If she didn't slam Garcelle for asking all the questions, I don't think anyone would have a problem with her not asking the questions. We wouldn't have even noticed. Exactly. Sutton says this isn't good for Erica because these loans are from the firm into her personal account. Um, and then they're all starting to realise this is why Erica's flipped out at Garcelle. Because mm-hmm. she's obviously gotten a heads up because it's not from tabloids. This article is in the LA Times. Uh, and then they start asking each other if Erica was complicit. And Sutton seems to think, yes. I love it. And then Kyle, as you said, shady and confessional only says, it is strange, but she also knows where her homes are and she's been to all of them. And then Rina thinks that Erica knows nothing because she doesn't feel that Tom would have told her anything and that she signs stuff that Harry gives her all the time. And that's when Sutton is like, who knows, but if her name is on the LLC, she is responsible for that LLC. And that, yeah, she could go to jail. And the thing is, Rina's only thinking like that because Erica's been telling them the narrative that Tom was awful. Tom doesn't tell me where my house is. Yes. I don't know. I don't have a bank card. So, like, she's been prepped to think in that yeah, perspective. That's exactly right. And then Kathy Hilton, probably the smartest woman on the show, t- quickly I'm, says, I don't know her. And Mariah I'm like, Mariah carried it. Yeah, exactly. I'm and like, the smart sound lady. cue after she said it. Yes. Was like, I don't know her. And the, and the producers put in the little, like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. Oh. And Dorit, typical flip-flopper, says it feels unfair because she feels we might have been blindsided. And back in LA, she's on the phone with PK and boy George. And, of course, PK says you can't support her unless she says I didn't know anything. And I'm like, I wouldn't have expected anything less from PK. He'd throw anyone under the bus, including boy George, including dumbass Dorit. PK is so... He's a cockroach. She'll survive... A hundred percent. And then we get this little scene of Sutton getting water at her house with her dog, right? Basically, we're just getting all these little clips showing the ladies back in LA. And I was just so tickled the way that Sutton, um, she was like filling the water thingy or getting like water and says, this is not going to be enough water. Just the way that she said water, I'm like, water. I watch it all day. It was like a full, her full southern draw. This is not going to be enough water. I'm like, I loved it's, it. It really tickled me. I stand her so much this episode. And me I like, too. God, remember like four weeks ago. We hated her. so annoying. Yeah, no, I'm fully back. With the back face on- roller and the self-soothing, but now I'm all in. And look, I do have to say when she was – 
saying in confessional that she thought Erica's reaction to Garcelle was a bit much. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting there thinking, bitch, you're the one that fucking self-soothes with a facial <laughs> face facial roller. Who are you to talk about and what reaction is a bit much? Like the woman's exactly. life is falling apart and you're rolling your face with a quartz facial roller and say saying this self-soothes me because you couldn't handle one combo with Crystal. Like, I love so you, Sutton, but Jesus Christ. Like, but this is this is the thing. This is what those two. Two dichotomy of personality is what I love about a housewife. So exactly, exactly yeah. what you said. I'm totally standing Sutton. I'm a slutton, as as the fans say. Um, totally. Sutton thinks that Erica knew more than she let on, and basically she wants to get together with the ladies and have a private convo without Erica. This private convo is happening at Dorit's house and the only thing of positivity that I'm going to say about Dorit is I fucking love all of her Christmas stuff. Her Christmas decorazioners, I don't even think that's how you say that in Italian, were amazeballs, gorgeous, loved. And then Rina brings over some panettone and then, of course, Dorit has to quiz Rina on how you say panettone. Big fucking deal. Whatever. Big fucking deal. It doesn't even taste nice. I don't like it. Moving on. Dorit goes and gets Rina a drink and says that you can have one of the Gucci glasses. And I'm like, have you learnt nothing from (laughs) Teresa? Have you learnt nothing from Erica? Stop flashing your fucking designer shit. She needs to fly under the radar just a little bit. Come on. I mean, I do know that she only has four of the glasses because she did say that later that not everyone can have a Gucci glass, but... Seriously, how much is a Gucci drinking glass? Like the 800 bucks? It's fucking glass. It's going to (laughs) break. Like no one, like come on. You live in a fucking bungalowy house or whatever just like the Vanderpump kids and then you've got Gucci glasses. It's not like you're Kathy and you can afford whatever, you know? (laughs) Oh, I can't wait for fucking not next season, the season after when the IRS are going for going for this one. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Oh, I'm gonna love it. We need it. to keep her on the cast until then. Oh, uh, for sure, for sure. So <laughs> then they talk about Erica, who apparently posted on Insta about Tom's supposed mistress laying on a bed with sexual texts from Tom, and of course, fucking Kyle is like, couldn't believe it. And then I'm like, are you more pissed that Erica didn't share this with you first? But anyway. I don't know, but weren't the, weren't the texts or whatever from like 2011? Yeah, like, they were old. doesn't matter. They were old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So apparently her lawyer told her to take the post down, whatever, whatever. Sutton arrives and she says that after she left La Quinta, she thinks that something's amiss and that they're being placed in a bad position and stuff doesn't add up. She's kind of like, mm. what have we gotten ourselves into? Now, at the end of the day... The prosecutors are not going to give a shit about getting these women to testify or say anything. They're going to take clips from the show to say what Erica did or didn't say. So I don't... Yeah, I think what she's thinking is, or what she's trying to say is that the girls have been used right. for Erica to push a narrative. And they're and worried about their reputations, right? It's Yeah. Yeah, it's just I mean, more it's about what... I mean, it's natural pe- for them to feel duped. Yeah, exactly. And then she says she's not sure how much she wants to be around her friend... Erica. I wouldn't have said friend Erica. I would have just said Erica because at that point you're clearly not Eric's friend. Oh, I know, but the drama of it is I so know delicious. the drama of it all. Anyway, so next week this convo continues. Oh, and did, sorry, 
Yeah, fucking yeah, Rinna. Yeah. Another little bloody rant about fucking Lisa Rinna this episode. She was talking with her mouth full of food. Was and she? I was like, bitch, can you swallow? I didn't yes. notice. She, at the end there, she was like, rah, 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 rah. And I, they had to put subtitles up for her. No. And I was like, oh, you were really shitting me, Lisa Rinner. Oh, no. Anyway, that's all. That's okay. So the convo continues and Sutton doesn't think that ignorance is an excuse when it comes to Erica. There's a dinner party. Erica seems to be there and she asks if they're really that afraid of her. I wonder if this is the dinner party where Erica tells Sutton off. And my guess is it's going to be so. it's going to be not the next episode but the one after that. Oh, it? it'll be yeah. a TBC for because sure. Because apparently Sutton – well, not apparently. We see that Sutton asks her about the $20 million directly and even Kyle says, did you know any of this? So the next few episodes are going to be all about the Erica and this is peak Beverly Hills. It's and so Detective good. fucking Sutton, I'm up for it. Uh, I want Garcelle to grill her on the questions. I want Sutton to be detective. I'm loving it. We are spending way more time talking about Beverly Hills than I ever thought we would. Loving. I know. It's like the start of this season, we, we barely talked about it. I we know. were doing Roni recaps and we just did a couple of lines yeah. on Beverly Hills. And but now, now it's like... Yeah. Dominating. And now we're like, do we even have time for Potomac? But we're going to have to. We're going to have to because we've missed. Well, I, all I want to say about Potomac is that Wendy's shitting me to tears. Oh. <laughs> when, when Day and Zen Wen, both oh, of them. Oh, yeah. Zen Wen can fuck off. I'm over it. I t- look, I hate her. I don't understand. <laughs> when, pe- when I hear people say they love Wendy, I'm like, we can't be friends then. Yeah. I can't be friends with someone who loves Wendy. I'm like, does that mean you're as, as irritating as she is? Well, it's just she's so clearly trying to pick a fight with Mia and I just don't I know. know why. I know, I know, I know. So we missed two episodes. We missed episode four, which is going ham at the pajama jam. Pretty yeah. much in this episode, what I want to talk about is Ashley and Michael at dinner and Michael tells Ashley that he's starting a movie production business. Yeah. What? And Ashley is not happy about it because obviously it's risky and doesn't want and him to make. She just had a baby. Well, at that point, she was just about to pop, and then he turns around and says that this isn't the right time to talk about it. I'm like, well, when is the right time to talk about it? I know before you pull the trigger. What is? Yeah, dick. he just wants to be on the casting couch, oh, casting starlet like it's the 1920s. He's a disgusting human being. He is, and I hate him. He needs to not be on this show. But then I'm like, but he kind of does oh, need no, to be leave on him this on show. The show. <laughs> Oh, God, he's the best. <laughs> I know, right? Then I know that Mia and um, Karen got together in that episode and they were talking about the fact that the Green-Eyed Bandits wanted to meet up with her and she was, like, not having a bar of it because she just thought they wanted to tell her who to be friends with because she was like, they're like, you're not allowed to invite Karen. And she's like, I'll invite whoever the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. But that ends up going nowhere pretty much. But then one thing I did love about that episode is, look, we had to see Candace at the recording studio. Whatever, didn't care about that. But I did love the fact that Candace now told us that she's no longer on Chucky Thompson's label, i.e. she never signed onto Ch- Chucky Thompson's um, music. Oh, but we had all that warm champagne to celebrate. <laughs> and then she says that she's footing the bill herself. So she's, what, using her housewife's money to try to start a music career. I don't know what other money she has. What a waste of money. What a <sighs> waste. 
Anywho. I've already forgotten her song, by the way. Yeah, that me new too. One. Me too. Um, and then we're at this Candace's pajama party because the townhouse is being sold. I'm like, your poor mother's finally got rid of you out of this townhouse so she can sell it. Now you're throwing a fucking party here and your poor mother's going to have to fucking pay for cleaners. Like, when does she not cost her mother money? Oh, that poor mum. I know, I know. Anyway, they walk in and they have to have fireball shots. Gross. Oh, fireball's disgusting. I would never do yeah, that. And agreed. then Giselle's got this ugly ass colourful Versace robe on. Karen in confessional says she just walked in in a psychedelic robe that's fake. Now look, I looked <laughs> it up. There is a Versace robe that exists that is exactly the same as that. Does that mean that it's real or fake? I don't know. But out of all the Versace robes to get, that's the ugly one you pick. She would pick the ugliest. She would. And then Candace fucking forgot to invite Ashley. How she rude. Didn't no, she didn't forget. And then Wendy walks in half naked. Like, like, aren't you going to be cold? It's fucking cold, Ugh. love. Anyway, and then Mia arrives and Giselle before that was like, Mia needs to come in and correct what everybody knows. And I'm like, Mia doesn't have to fucking correct anything if she doesn't want to. No, yeah. She doesn't. I think Mia was right on the money. I think that the green-eyed bandits did want to pull her on side and try to get her offside with Karen. We all mm-hmm. know that that's what she was trying mm-hmm. to do. And then a Scarlet jumps in, and I'm just like, a Scarlet, you can jump out. I'm not up for you. No, me neither. And I, I even tried to give her a bit more of a go, but yeah. as soon as she was on on the screen, my eyes just glazed over. Me and I was too. Like, Who is this person? She doesn't have it. She can go. But then, I don't know her, as Kathy Hilton would say. Exactly. And then Mia talks to Giselle and apologises and said we got off on the wrong foot. I'm like, well, that was fucking boring. Yeah. After all that. And then the, the next episode, it's episode five, the rumor mill. Ashley and Michael are home from having the baby. They called him Dylan. Giselle and Ashley meet up and they're talking Giselle's filling in on the pyjama party and basically Dylan shits his pants all over Ashley's hand. Love it. (sighs) The only thing messier than two boys is her. Yeah, exactly. Giselle is at a restaurant. She meets up with Mia and Robin and Mia is dressed up like she's got on the fucking Oscars. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Um, (laughs) Seriously, like, yeah. What did you think of her outfit with that fucking faux fur or fur coat with that spangledy it fucking? Was a, it was a lot. It was, it was a lot. way too much. I honestly, I think Kathy Hilton would have said that's way too much for daytime. I think uh-huh. seriously, Sutton could have worn those earrings over Mia's outfit. I mean, she looked bomb in that dress. She looked amazing, but Jesus Christ, love, calm your farm. Yeah, but then she t- she tells it kind of gets a bit somber because she tells Robin and Giselle that she was in the foster care system. Her parents were drug addicts, and right, Robin yeah. shares that both of Juan's parents were heroin users. And I didn't know this, or did I know it and I forgot that Juan's parents died from AIDS. Yeah, I didn't know it either, and I thought like, oh, is that something that he'd really want Robin to be saying? Yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, it, it happens. Yeah. I'm not. I guess there's no shame in it no, kind of thing, but, but yeah, it's, it's very personal. It is very personal. Um, and Mia said that that was, that's how her father died, so yeah. from sharing needles. So sad. So sad. sad. Yeah. We're at Karen's really quickly and she's going to Surrey to get sworn in as an ambassador of her hometown on the way. How many more fucking awards can she get from that small little town? I don't They're care. milking her. I think that's great. 
I think it's fantastic. <laughs> anyway, because they're going to Williamsburg. So they're on their way to Williamsburg. They're on a big-ass party bus. Oh, another bus. Honestly, the bus of this season is like the lake house of last season. We don't need it anymore. Uh-huh. Anyway, and what the fuck is Wendy wearing? Do you she remember? Is, she was wearing that high-cut yes, bodysuit. with Yeah, so it's a high-cut bodysuit with low-riding trackies and long braids. And I'm like, is she fucking trying to audition for Candace's video clip? Because she just looked, <laughs> yeah. she looked the most. I think Mia's outfit pales in comparison to this one. It just, just, it just seems so try-hard. Yeah, it was yeah. so try-hard. Giselle tells Candace that she invited her because this is Candace's trip, so yet another thing that Candace wasn't going to invite Ashley to. And Giselle's like, yeah, I fucking invited her. I'm like, good for you, Giselle. Yeah, good for you, Giselle. We want the whole cast there. Exactly. Come, come exactly. down, Candace. All of a sudden, they start jumping on the stripper pole and in production give us this little counter based on the amount of <laughs> the cheers ship. they had from the other ladies. <laughs> and Mia definitely got way more cheers than everyone else. And Giselle's like, that was not her first rodeo. <laughs> I like that. Uh, they get to the but I do think we're ready to let that storyline go. Like, we, yes. yeah, she worked at a stripper bar. Whatever. She she's not a stripper. Like, get over Who it. Who cares if she was? No one cares if she was. I don't care. No, no. The audience do no. not care. So they get to the house and in the, the in the main house, we've got Candace, Mia, Robin and Giselle. And in the cottage, we've got Wendy, Escala and Karen. Wendy was not happy about that. She says because it's lesser. It's like you're in your own cottage house. I had a little look on the online at the property and mm-hmm. it's not fucking cheap. That house is like five, six K a night. But in twenty twenty the rates were like fifty percent off. So Oh, and they would have got, got kicked back. They'd yeah, be in a they probably they probably didn't pay for it. They got a deal. They got a deal. Yeah. The only thing I'm worried about is when they arrived, I'm like, did I just see a lake next to the house? <gasps> Yeah, I think I saw PTSD. it. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, I went online and had a look at the place. All they've, they've got to do around there is golf, tennis, and they've got a marina. I mean, the ladies have oh. a pool and a spa on, on site with the house and they have a chef. But I'm like, if they go to do activities, we're going to have to watch them either golf, play tennis, or be on a boat. I don't want to see any of that. I can't see them fish again. I'm, oh, I'm not up for that. Oh, please. Well, it's a marina. Does that mean there's fish there? I don't think so. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want any of it. They sit down to have a little snacksy to have some lunch, and then Robin fucking kicks Mia out of her room because she wants to be on the same floor as Giselle. Fucking rude. What do you think? Yeah, that is really rude. All, all it's, Every time there's a trip, there's these shenanigans. I know. And it's just like, the only time it's <sighs> funny about the rooms is with Ramona and Sonia sometimes because they're exactly. so out of line that it's just ridiculous. Yeah, and I don't know what the situation – didn't Dorinda try and do like a, a, like a game show thing to distribute yes. the rooms? And I'm like, we're going to have to do it like that. And, and sometimes they, devices, sometimes they just oh. pull a number out of a hat or whatever, but I like the games. I think that's funnier. I Dorinda was on something. And they did. They also did that in Atlanta, which I love. Oh, did they? Yeah, they did that yeah. in Atlanta. And anyway, Giselle randomly says, would anyone like to apologise to anybody before the trip gets started? <laughs> That's <laughs> the shadiest thing I've ever heard. Just See, out of nowhere. why is it that we think that's funny, but when Rina says, do you want to play a game, we just roll our eyes? I don't because know. Because she was being 
as much as she was being vague, she was being very direct. Yes, <laughs> it's true. And then Karen's like, are you talking to me? Through a mouthful of chicken. I know, Which loved. is, again, okay when she does it. Exactly. But when Lisa does it, I'm not into it. Do you remember last season when all Karen wanted to do was find the food and how much I <laughs> loved it? <laughs> I'm so funny. Are you so talking to me? Funny. <laughs> like... Sorry, worst ASMR ever. And then she's like, I'm waiting for an apology from you. And then Giselle apparently did apologise in a group text for blowing up in Wendy's home. And then Giselle says she wants Karen to apologise for lying about her, about Jamal's other baby. It's like, you know what, Giselle, I understand you want an apology from Karen, but it's going to take about five minutes for Jamal to have another baby. So maybe pause on the reasoning. Yeah, I don't think, you know, putting Jamal in your corner is going to do you any favor. No, no. And then, look, you know how much I love Karen. She's the queen. But this Giselle wishing death on Ray <laughs> is bullshit. Such a threat. Oh, my God. And then Karen says, I don't know if this is in confessional. I don't know. I didn't write it down. Karen says Giselle's upset because her life was revealed um, to be a lie and fraudulent. And then Giselle does make me laugh when she's like, I want Ray to live. I want Ray to pay his bills. Oh, that was funny. The two of them together are hilarious. Emmys. They can can hate each other for as long as they like. It gives me life. It's so funny. That was so enjoyable. I know. And then next time on Potomac, we have Michael asking Ashley if one is available and did they get married yet? Okay, I don't know. Mm. I don't know if I want to touch that, but I want to watch it. Robin yeah. tells a lady she's unmotivated and Juan thinks it's attractive. Robin, we don't care. Wendy's tits are barely staying up in some top and they look like they're suffocating. Happy did you see net. that? No. That was okay, you will notice it now when you watch it in the next episode. It's like she's wearing a dress ten sizes too small and she's strategically like strapped her bosom in and it is bursting at the seam for lack of oxygen. It's so unattractive. Sorry, I said it. Um, Ashley tells Wendy about the rumour about Eddie and Wendy is pissed and breaks the fourth wall by referring to the camera and tells them all to tread lightly. I am going to enjoy that. Yeah. Wait, was it Ashley that said it? That's what I wrote in my notes, but I have a feeling from memory it was Giselle that was bringing it up or maybe Ashley brought it up that Giselle brought it up. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But I'm looking forward to it. Like this episode of Potomac, it wasn't heavy. Nothing much happened, but it was fun. I liked it. And They're most, a fun group of gals. And mostly it was Karen and Giselle picking on each other. I fucking love it. <laughs> Could watch it all day. <laughs> Me too. Can't wait. And that that's it, honey. We're done. Okay. We're caught up. We're done. Bye. <laughs>